This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And uh, good morning. It's the uh, time to say good morning to everybody on this Saturday. I, we, we're Charlie <laughs> and I. I'm Frank Proctor here, by the yes. way. Hi, the Frank. Sous chef of the garden. Hi, Charlie. We're trying to dis- uh, find out how to describe this morning as we're coming to the parking lot. There it was it's. It's a. I said it's a dank day, and you said well, it's a messy. I know. It's funny how you said on your way, you yeah. were thinking this is a dank day. And I went, yeah, funny. I was driving here, same thing, thinking yeah. of a word to describe. To, yeah. And what came, I came up with was messy. Well, <laughs> it's a messy, it's a messy dank, day. messy morning, my friends. Yes. <laughs> Stay in bed if Never you can. mind, though. A little sunshine coming your way. Yes. The Garden Show. And let me uh, employ one of my... One and only duties, really, when you come to think of it, is giving the phone numbers. <laughs> no, you make me laugh. That's oh, a duty, too. Oh, that's, yeah, that's hard to do sometimes. Okay, uh, uh, phone numbers for those in the Toronto area. 416-360-0740. And then anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Keep in mind our little motto. When uh, you call in, you'll be speaking, by the way, to Christina, our producer. So... Um, Treat her gently. <laughs> I think she's over her throat problem there. Uh, it's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she can yell at you now. Okay, mm. that's good. Uh, yeah, anyway, the motto is call early, call often, one question per call. And I promise to do a little shout-out to a lovely lady I met at uh, Nonsense, the production that died directed in St. Catharines. Mm-hmm. And this lady was standing beside me, and she said, Excuse me, are you Frank Proctor? I said, uh, Yeah, she <gasps> Oh, I listen every Saturday morning at the Garden Show. Natasha, mm. a shout-out, I promise. There, delivered. Delivered. Good How for you. you? Well, speaking of, I got yeah. an email, a couple of emails, from a gentleman named Barry. Mm. And uh, on the second email, I discovered that he actually listens to our show, my yeah. show, with you, which you sous chef for. I try for. to usurp. Yeah. Mm, yes, all the time. <laughs> so he actually listens to the Garden Show uh, via iTunes in Belgium. Isn't that wild? Yeah. You don't know where they come from. I, where they're listening where from. Where they're listening it's from. Pretty well, cool. It's pretty cool. So, hello, lovely. Barry, and thanks for listening. Thanks to all our listeners. It, we, we do have some fun, and we enjoy that other people are maybe having some fun, too. I have homework. Speaking uh, of yes. not fun, uh, last week I left saying I would come back and talk to everybody about the collapsing cucumber problem. It was Bill who called from Scarborough mm-hmm. and wondered why his cucumbers collapsed. And I said, you know what? A lot of them did. My neighbors all collapsed too. And I had looked it up, but just wanted to be absolutely clear on what happened there. 
So sudden collapse of cucumber plants indicates a wilt disease, which is spread by cucumber beetles. I never saw any cucumber beetles. They're, they're very small. They have stripes. Uh, but they were obviously out there early in the season. Row covers. Row covers are like cheesecloth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've seen you know, that. netting. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you use row covers, <clears throat> excuse me, early in the season to help deter beetle attacks. Uh, and, of course, some varieties of cucumber are less vulnerable to the beetle as well. A um, couple of other interesting things I learned. Cucumbers get bitter when there is a sudden spike of heat which remember how hot we got this summer. So oh, yeah. unfortunately, there's nothing you can do about that. The good news is that when the weather cools down a bit and uh, and evens out, the next batch of cucumbers will taste just fine. So if you had some bitter cucumbers midsummer, that might be why. Try and help your cucumber plants withstand those heat spikes by keeping them evenly watered and applying some mulch around the roots to try and keep them cool. Also, to avoid the wilt disease in the future, Excuse me. Select disease-resistant cultivars. Use row covers, as I just said, to protect young plants from the beetles. But, of course, remove the row covers when the um, plants are flowering because they won't get pollinated because it's insects that do the pollination. You can't leave those row covers on all summer. Trellising will help improve air circulation, which is very important to try and lower the incidence of mildews, etc. Um, do not grow cucumbers or their relatives, so that includes squashes, of course, um, and, and melons, in the same spot more often than once every three years. So talk about rotating the crop once every three years in any one spot. So for people that had problems with cucumbers last year, I would say take a break from cu- cucumbers this upcoming year. Or you will find you, wilted cucumbers. You, you may, exactly. Mm. You may end up with sudden collapse of your cucumber plants. All right, just a quick reminder, too. Tomorrow, Harvey Reitman of, the clay, of Clay Crevice Construction is speaking on new techniques for new plants on behalf of the Ontario Rock Garden and Hardy Plant Society. This is at 1.30 p.m. at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, which, of course, is at Lawrence and Leslie in Toronto. Okay. And I see we've got a whole batch of folks waiting to talk to you, Charlie, so we have to take a little commercial break here and be back, uh, well, in just a few moments here at AM 740, The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden, or undergardener, if you will, welcoming Bob from Ontario to the land. Whereabouts in Ontario, Bob? A uh, place called Wingham. Oh, oh yeah, we sure. We know Wingham. Sure, CKNX <laughs> up there. That's isn't right. That's yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, um, you had mentioned uh, a way of uh, <clears throat> getting rid of white grubs. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it went by so fast, I didn't get the name of the product that uh, you suggested. Hmm. Or did you suggest a... Well, you know what? It's, I'm just trying to remember. Oh, what's it called? Guardian um, Turf. If you want to know the name of the product, I think it's called Turf Guardian. Okay, what it is, well, actually, Frank will tell you, because this is the one specialty that Frank has, yes, is uh, the white grub I just know solution. about white grubs. That's all I know about gardening. Um, <laughs> nematodes. But they have to be applied... In latter part of August, doing it early in the season doesn't do any good. Right. Uh, and so you really can't do anything about the white grubs right now, as I understand, right. no. at this moment. But next summer, 
uh, toward the end of uh, August. That's when or you go to, to a, yeah towards the end of gardening. July, depending yeah. on the summer we're having. Yeah, if it's a real hot <clears throat> summer, sure. Then you go to your uh, local gardening center and ask for some nematodes, which are stored in the fridge. It's a little, little in a little white, a little blue sponge, I guess. And you uh, come back home and uh, get those into a, a watering can. Just let the sponge, you know, the, soak all the stuff and squeeze the, all those little nem- you nematode eggs. Yeah, yeah you won't even see microscopic. them. Microscopic, minuscule, mm-hmm. tiny, tiny. Mm. Can hardly <laughs> see the little. We can't see them. Can't. And, and they, but they attack the grubs. And they uh, do. Yeah. They hatch. So of course, then you use that watering can to water the area where you suspect you have grubs, and those little eggs will hatch. And once they hatch, they will find the grubs and they will burrow in and destroy them. Now again, you you called it first garden. I think the well, the trade name or the name on the package that I'm thinking of is one called Lawn Guardian. Long Guardian. Yeah, now you can pick up these grubs, as Frank mentioned, at a, any good garden center. If you are not in the area where you can pick these up, you can also order them online through. Oh, now I'm going to. Oh, and natural, natural Insect Control, NIC.com, which stands for Natural Insect Control. It is a mail order. A company in St. Catharines that has all kinds of natural solutions to insect problems. Okay. So nic.com, you can order, and they will mail out, you know, expedited mail so that these little eggs are still alive when you get them, oh. or, or like I say, pick them up at a garden center. Oh, okay. So, so just to get the name again is Lawn Garden Guardian, like a like a G U A R D I A N, a guardian. Lawn Guardian, okay, yeah. and uh, that, 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 okay, it's, uh, and this product is like a, it's not a powder, it's a... It's actually a, an, it's a living biocontrol. Okay. <clears throat> that right. sounds like... Wow, <laughs> that one threw me too. That a shot, and, uh, <laughs> then I may not have all the skunks that I normally have when those bug, bugs... Uh, her grubs start uh, That's right. coming into play. but uh, Yeah. Right uh, now, the skunks are, believe it or not, doing you a favor, though they're making a big mess of your lawn. They are eating those grubs. <coughs> oh, they're eating the grubs, and they're actually aerating the lawn, exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you want to look at it that way, That's too. Right. But uh, uh, they don't fill the holes that when they're I down. I know. We've got to train those you, you, could, you could force them to wear golf <laughs> shoes. Okay, you know, I the appreciate cleats. your help. Uh, thanks very much. <laughs> thanks for <laughs> your call, that, Bob. a good solution, eh? Make, <coughs> Yeah, that's a great idea. We I could start a company. You could start that. Making a, footwear for skunks, skunks. <laughs> but that have the little spikes in them, like golf shoes. Well, they that reminds me lawn. of that skunk story that you have of rescuing the baby skunk that, oh, of course, Lord, didn't yeah. even require rescuing. <laughs> you were so lucky you didn't get annihilated by the mama skunk. <laughs> right. <clears throat> well, let's see here. We better get going. Uh, Rochelle on the line from Toronto. Good morning, uh, Rochelle. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. I bought some crocosmia plants in bloom Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, and when they died back, I tried to winter them over unsuccessfully, Mm -hmm. the bulbs, I Mm -hmm. mean, and I think there were even some bulbs that I left in the ground, and they didn't come up. Oh, they should have. I was rummaging amongst my old seeds (laughs) that I hoard, (laughs) and I found something called crocosmia. Okay. On the uh, on the outside of the envelope, mm-hmm. and they're little black seeds. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if I'm 
they're giving me a second chance to grow these <laughs> absolutely gorgeous, I know. scrumptious flowers. They, um, Frank doesn't know what they look no, like, I so don't we'll, we'll explain. They, you're absolutely right. They do grow from a bulb. Um, Crocosmia is also commonly referred to as Mombrisha. It's a tall, green, leafy, or you know, grass-like leaf. <clears throat> but the the sprays of flowers are bright red or orange, and they eh, grow a good fourteen inches tall. But they're beautiful and showy, and should have overwintered in your garden in Toronto. They. Um, just because it is mild enough in Toronto for Crocosmia to survive the winter. If they didn't, it could be because that area was too wet, perhaps. It floods, perhaps, or gathers water in that area in the spring, and that would cause those little bulbs to rot. But otherwise, they should have overwintered. So the question on the seeds. Now, this is a package of seeds that you think you bought, or is this just a little envelope with handwriting on it? No, I scrounged them off somebody. I think Mm. I was even driving along a country road, Mm. and I saw them, and I stopped. They were that beautiful looking. And uh, and I said, oh, can I have some seeds? Mm. And at that time, I think they told me the name and gave me the envelope, and I wrote it down. So your question is, can you grow these? And off the top of my head, I don't have the absolute directions uh, available right at this moment. For, uh, For now, I wouldn't be overly concerned about planting them yet. Uh, because it is something you're going to want to plant indoors, and mm-hmm. you're going to want to plant them probably in about January or February. Mm-hmm. So leave this with me, and what I'm going to do is, uh, be, like I say, because there's no panic to get them planted today, okay. uh, if I can't get back to you today on how to deal with those seeds, I'll leave it with me, and we'll talk about it next week. Okay? Okay. More I'll homework for me. on your website and, uh, and listen to the radio program. Yes, exactly. So it's called M-O-M-B-I-S-A? Uh, Mombisa? Well, no, actually, if it, the common name is M-O-N-T, like mountain. Oh. And then, so M-O-N-T, and then Brescia. Oh, Brescia. B- oh. B-R-E-C-I-A. That's okay. the common name. The name you have is the correct name, which is Crocosmia. Yeah. C-R-O-C-O-S-M-I-A. Yeah. In fairness, I have to say that I bought them at the local greengrocers. He brings plants in from... The food terminals or wherever plant terminals, and uh, and it may not be like a top number one plant mm. when I get it, but it was in flower and it's just absolutely sensational. Uh-huh. Okay, so thank you. I'll stop waxing enthusiastic. <laughs> thank you. No, no, that's good. I love thank it. Thank you. That's perfect. Thanks, Thanks Rochelle. Rochelle, and more to come on that. And you know, Rochelle just epitomized something that is so common amongst all gardeners. She fell in love with it because it was so beautiful. Flowering when she bought it. Stopped along a country road, went to the door and said, hey, Well, no, the seeds, some, the, the seeds, seeds yeah. she's talking about is out of somebody's garden. Yeah. But the original one she bought was at the local garden center or the local convenience store. Something's flowering, grabs your eye, got to have it, take it home. And it's like, mm, what do I do with it? Where do I put it? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I fell in love with this impulsively, but what do I do with it now? And that's so classic. We all do that. <clears throat> we try not to, though. 
We try to not purchase things impulsively. Well, I, I go through that every time I'm in the checkout line at uh, Zaire's or Lobless, <laughs> whatever. Bars. Yeah, no, the, you know, the magazines, uh, the, the, the Globe and this, that, and the other. And no, you don't I'm, read those, do no, you? No, I, well, I don't buy them. I read oh. them on the way out, though. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> so pretty <and> common. <laughs> so, yeah, they've broken up again and, oh. And they're terrible. pregnant again. And, and I wonder yeah. who buys those things. Uh, I don't, I don't. Let's know. I don't want to know. Okay. We do have to, we do have to take a little break here, though. Oh, good point. Yeah, okay, good Thanks. point. Uh, but a reminder on the phone numbers uh, one more time. It's 416-360-0740 for Toronto area listeners. Then anywhere else in the province, hey, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We'll uh, let Christina do some magic here and come back in just a moment. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. Frank Proctor along with Charlie Dobbin. It's her garden show, and we're going to jump on the 400 right now and uh, go on a little trip up to Barrie. But you are the best sous chef of the garden, well, just so you know. Well, of all the sous chefs that I know, probably, you yeah, know. Yeah. Anne is on the line. <laughs> Good morning, Anne. Welcome to the show. Hello, Anne. Yes, I live up near Barrie, uh-huh. and we have a fairly large property with, uh, we had 20 mature oak trees. Mm, that you. Some little squirrel planted about 100 <laughs> years ago, I think. <laughs> I think so. But anyhow, we have all the leaves that come off that oak tree, mm-hmm. and we fenced off the back part of the property, and we just dumped them up there each fall, mm-hmm. and they've composted. Mm-hmm. My question is, is that compost good for the garden? Oh, it's just gold. Total gold. Really? Absolutely. Um, it is interesting, though, because I was just reading yesterday, some people avoid oak leaves uh, to add to their compost because oak leaves are so slow to break down. They yeah. tend to be quite a leathery-type leaf in the, in the late fall and winter and take a long, long time to break down. So there's this sense of, oh, better avoid them. They're too slow to, to do anything. Some people love oak leaves because they are so crispy and they don't get all slimy and they don't pack the way maple leaves pack into flat, suffocating type, uh, you know, sheets of leaves that, again, are very slow to compost once they're all packed down. Oak leaves are all curled and crispy and when they do break down, it's just beautiful, beautiful leaf mulch. So for sure, I would never hesitate to use that in my garden. They're not too acidic for the garden? They will be lowering your pH slightly, uh, but in the berry area, what kind of soil are you gardening in? Sandy. Excellent. You can't go wrong. Now, if you you say to yourself, um, well, I'm a little concerned because, you know, my sandy soil might be a neutral pH now. I'm going to add all these oak leaves. I'm going to lower the pH a bit. Um, you could say, well, let's err on the side of moderation. We don't want to put, you know, a foot of oak leaves in let, or oak leaf mulch in. Let's put, you know, four inches in, making, you know, give it a little, either dig it yourself or put it on early enough in the spring that the worms and all the sow bugs and everybody will work that in for you. Even now, if you don't have snow on the ground, which I think you do, um, that could be uh, moved out onto the garden even now and okay. the, the insects will move it around. Composting for 10, 20, 15 years. So. Exactly. So it's beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. And you can we always do it. to use it on the garden, but no, you now can we will. Do a quick pH test if you're at all worried. Very yes. simple with a 
the old litmus paper test. The, we have um, a, a thing to register the yeah. pH. So. Yeah, and yeah, like I say, there's no question it's going to lower your pH of it. But remember, all compost, the, the compost we make out of, you know, coffee grounds and eggshells and all that, again, it's always on the acidic side. Uh, okay. And it's always okay. a good I, thing. Yeah, I could probably sell it. There you go. <laughs> oh, I would come and I buy some. Intend to. We've got lots of it, but we'll just uh, keep composting That's it then. That's great. Oh, that we could definitely very much use for your it. Help, Charlie. Oh, and thanks so much for your call in. Thank you. Bye bye. And for joining the show, a lot of happy folks calling in today, I which know. is just what you need. And uh, particularly when you mentioned it was such a dank, mess, well, messy day. Yeah, folks are in the cheery mood. Now, mind you, uh, tonight is the start of Hanukkah. 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 Well, you you know how to pronounce. In fact, at, <laughs> at Charlie's place, they celebrate what they call Christmas. That's because right. you celebrate the Christmas, and Elliot, your husband, celebrates the Jewish side of things. That's right. So, so we're Christmas. We're celebratory people. And your daughter was up all night making uh, chicken, chicken soup. soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she'll be she's on Lutka duty this <laughs> evening because tonight is the first night of Hanukkah. That's right. So as the sun, of the oil. Yeah, that's right. The miracle of the of the lights exactly. So uh, as the sun goes down and the what first candle is lit, we'll be having our. Um, it's called Luxion Kiggle and Latkes and Chicken Soup, and oh. the Christmas tree will be going up in the corner. Well, it's have, great. have any of Chicken Soup, you're going to stay healthy forever. That's I'm right. You. Oh, she makes Chicken Soup to die for. It is so good. Now, listen, we have a special guest. We do. Online. He's here with us now. His name is Dan Cooper. He is the co-author with Ellen Novak of the highly readable and useful book called Gardening from a Hammock. I mean, I love the title. I also love the photo on the front, and I brought it just to show you. That is me, except it's not me, but that should be me, <laughs> lying in a hammock with a hat on, a glass of wine, beautiful garden all around. And what's very cool about this book, and it, it's actually, you know what, let's say hi to Dan, and Dan's going to tell yeah. us what's cool about this book. Okay. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Charlie, and happy Hanukkah. There you go. <laughs> Hanukkah. Hanukkah. This yeah. is Frank. See, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Frank, I'm Frank, Dan. She's got me going through the, the lessons here on how to pronounce Hanukkah. I almost had it there, I think. <laughs> yeah, you were, you're, yeah, you're getting better. But, okay, so Dan, I've... I've already said this is a highly useful, highly readable book. Tell our listeners what is so great about this book. What, what did you do to get this book written? Well, what's great about it is that we talked to 17 garden experts, most of them in southern Ontario, people like Paul Zamet and Dougal Cameron, Marion Jarvie. These are all people who know plants, but they're very busy people, and they don't have a lot of time to baby plants. Mm-hmm. So they have recommended or selected the top or their favorite plants that are low maintenance or easy care plants that once you get them established you don't need to water them as much they don't need fertilizer you don't have to baby them or coddle them so these are plants that are ideally suited for people who are busy who have children and maybe don't have a lot of energy anymore people who don't want to spend a lot of time in the garden but want to enjoy their garden so once you plant them you don't have to worry about them anymore and they're going to last for a long time and give you more bang for your buck and i think also one of the things was looking good through more than one season. That's it, exactly. Things like the paperbark maple. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, it's got the exfoliating or the bark that peels off. Cinnamon In the wintertime, mm-hmm. if you plant it close to your house, it's got snow on the branches, and you've got the bark that's peeling. It's a cinnamon color. Mm-hmm. It looks great even in the wintertime. It does. So, there, so the book, of course, like you said, 17 different experts. So they chose plants, some for sun and some for shade. That's right, and what we've identified are 10 features that really make an easy care plant. They're going to be disease or insect resistant. They're going to be drought tolerant. 
They won't need as much pruning. They might naturalize like a daffodil as opposed mm -hmm. to a tulip. Mm -hmm. They're going to be non-invasive, and most importantly, they're going to be long-blooming or have nice textured leaves or colored leaves. You don't need blooms to make a garden mm -hmm. look great all the time That's right. because blooms fade or don't last all summer. If you get something like a Japanese painted fern with its lovely textured purple and silver leaves, it's going to light up your garden all summer long. And that's an easy one to grow, too. It is. Sun, right. shade. A lot of these plants are old-time favorites. Yep. They're not your new fussy plants. These are plants <laughs> that have stood the test of time. I like the way you say that. New and fussy plants. <laughs> that's right. These are, yeah, good garden favorites. You know, the old favorites well, from the I garden. had a quick uh, breeze through the book, Dan, and what impressed me were the the photographs in the uh, in the book, I mean, and there are many, with a, a description of that particular uh, plant, uh, both the technical and the common name, too. And uh, it refers to, I guess, all the uh, aforementioned uh, plants being recommended by mm -hmm. the various uh, contributors. And, boy, it really is a good little section there. Yeah, was, yeah there's uh, almost... 300 plants, and they're all listed at the back in what we call the Botanical Reference Guide. Right. That gives you both the common and the botanical name, so you can find it when you go to the nursery, and it tells you how big it's going to get, and whether it likes sun or shade, and how to care for it. And you did a lot of the, the photography in this, too, right? I did some of it, but a lot of them were provided by wonderful photographers and garden experts like Paul Zammett. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Heritage Perennials provide a lot of the photos, Sheridan Nurseries. And so they're really top-notch photographs and mm -hmm. really light up the book. Nice. And I actually met Ellen. Ellen is your co-author on this. So, so how did you and Ellen come together to write this book? Actually, Ellen started the whole idea with a column for the National Post called The Lazy Gardener. Mm -hmm. And I was one of her first interviewees. Mm -hmm. And then she hired me to come, because Ellen's actually not a garden expert at all. <laughs> right. And so, so she's she hired first... me to come and give her some gardening advice and... And we hit it off, and then she said, hey, maybe we can make a book out of these columns. And then we started interviewing more garden experts, and we came up with this wonderful list of plants and a great selection of garden experts like uh, Marion Jarvie, who mm -hmm. travels around the world looking at plants and really knows plants and has recommended hellebores mm -hmm. or Lenten rose or Christmas rose because they're so easy to look after. Which they are. Mm -hmm. And um, speaking of hellebores or Lenten rose, um, that is the... The, the plant of the year, if you will, at Canada Blooms 2013. That is, oh, fantastic. That's the image that's on our poster, and you will certainly see many of at the show. Now, this book would make an excellent Christmas gift. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking of, you know, that's some folks. That's what I was thinking. Would, yes, love to see that. Where, where can folks uh, purchase the, the book? Well, it's actually available at uh, Sheridan Nurseries, the Toronto Botanical Garden, and a few um, bookstores in and around southern Ontario. But you can, the easiest place to get it and to find where to buy it is on our website called gardeningfromahammock.com. Just like the title of the book, gardeningfromahammock.com, we list all the places where it's available, and you can also buy it on the Internet mm -hmm. uh, using PayPal through our website. Right. Well, it would be a great gift for anybody who has even a smidge of an interest in gardening. Yeah, exactly. Really, A good reference guide, yeah. as it says right on the front. It's a, got a botanical reference guide. It's got helpful gardening tips in every chapter, and it is good advice from garden experts on easy care plants. So, wonderful. I, I really like it, Dan. I think you and Ellen did a fine job. Fantastic. Thank you very much, and we hope you have a great holiday season. Thank you very much, thank and you. thanks for telling us about the book. Great.
Have a good, good day. Stuff. Okay. Have, you have Take a wonderful care, day, Dan. too. Okie dokie. Out in that rather dank, miserable day that it messy. was. It's messy. It was, yes. And it's better now. It's better now. <laughs> <laughs> if we keep saying it, it'll come true. <laughs> you know, well, we've got callers on the line, too, that we can get back to here uh, momentarily. And uh, let's see. We've got, uh, oh, Lynn in Scarborough, who has been waiting patiently. Hello, mm-hmm. Lynn. Hi. How are you today? Wonderful. Great, thank you. Morning. That's good. Um, just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your show. Thank you. Um, I just had a little um, addition to the uh, phone call from the gentleman with the, uh, the grub problem. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, have been using the uh, the, um, the round balls that you buy, and um, one thing we did find out this year was we didn't look at the date on the ball, and the one that we used had expired. Uh-huh. So um, we had to go and buy another one. So it's just um, a good idea when you buy them to make sure that they're, um, they haven't uh, gone past their due date. So what you're referring to when you're talking about the round balls, that is a, a form of packaging that the nematodes come in. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. And that's and, a really good point. They're, they do have a best before date. Yeah, because we bought one and wasted the money. It did absolutely nothing, so we had to go out and get another one. And it's not a cheap purchase. What did you pay for that one ball? Um, 30 bucks? I, I think it was around $30, yeah, close yeah, to it. Yeah. Um, you keep the container, and my husband puts the container onto the hose, mm-hmm. and then he sprays it with that. But but you do have to keep buying the, the ball, of course, and it is a close, it's close to $30, if yeah. not yeah, so. more. Yeah. But, I mean, it's done a wonderful job. We had skunks and everything digging up our front lawn for years and years and years, and we've reseeded it, and, you know, very, yeah. Yeah, it gets costly after a while, but mm-hmm. this has just been fabulous. So. And so you've been using the nematodes in that form of packaging mid-late summer? For uh, the last... Yeah, usually around the middle of August. Yep. Good time, yep. Yeah, and um, it's made a huge difference. The gentleman next door didn't do his, and... <laughs> His, his, his lawn is just a big mess. So. There you go. Well, that's perfect. That's yeah. a very good anecdotal you know, explanation on how it can work if it sounds like your husband is reading the instructions and following the instructions because yeah. those little, when you do the application of the nematodes, moisture is very important. They go onto a moist lawn and moisture is used in the, in the application of those eggs because that's what causes them to actually be able to get down into the ground to hatch. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's really easy to use yeah, too. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, just a really remarkable product. Nice, good, yeah. good to hear. And thanks for that, Lynn. Neat point oh, about welcome. the expiration bye-bye. date. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Bye bye. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, expiration because it is a live product, right? You know, anything that's living, you don't want to be a. Pl- it's not living anymore past its due date. Or it's nano to the nematodes. Yes. Okay. We're coming up close to a little break, and I just want to thank all the folks who have called in and are waiting on the line, like Natasha from St. Catharines. For heaven's sakes, I think it's the same lady I met. Just. The other night, yeah. yeah. We'll find out in just moments here after these words on the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem? Well, then you've got the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, here giving out the phone numbers one more time. For Toronto uh, callers, please call this number, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. There you go. And I think it's my pleasure to say hi to a lady whose face I know. (laughs) Hey, hey, (laughs) Natasha, good morning. 
Good morning, Frank. <laughs> Good morning, Frank and um, Charlie. Charlie. Um, hey. I am a fan of the show and. Uh, Charlie, you have the most wonderful sous chef. You know how it is. I know. Hard to get good help these days, I am right? Exactly. I am so <laughs> lucky. A wonderful, wonderful helper. Yes, yes. It was a pleasure to meet, to meet you, Frank. Well, uh, pleasure question, meeting you. The uh, question du jour is, um, I need to renovate an area uh, around my fence. Mm -hmm. I have a privacy fence on one side, and um, right now it's got uh, a row of old and apparently very scruggly-looking evergreens. Mm-hmm. That have been shaved, uh, the trunks have been shaved, and so they are kind of all at the top. They're like eight foot tall. Mm -hmm. And so a friend who is, um, um, who enjoys interior and exterior mm -hmm. design, mm -hmm. pointed out to me that uh, it's not doing anything for the fans, so it's just looking like telegraph poles, and so yeah. <laughs> have to go. And yep. uh, she said, um, and, uh, but they said this, the fence is going to be totally bare. And she said, well, then you have to plant some shrubs mm -hmm. that are fast growing and will kind of decorate the fence. Mm -hmm. So the question is, what shrubs? I was just listening to uh, this uh, discussion with the gardening from the hammock. Mm -hmm. Mm, but um, I cannot see to read, uh, Charlie, so um, um, I would not be able to take advantage of the book. So I need some advice on what shrubs would be appropriate. There's not a whole lot of sun. Mm -hmm. uh, sun comes from the east there. Mm -hmm. Um, so the fence faces east. So you're getting the fence facing east, yes. Morning sun. So and also, I, I, I don't know the influence of the uh, evergreens, like the, you know, the brush that falls down, the acidity or whatever, mm -hmm. on the soil um, as a consideration for the next tenant. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't be so concerned about that. What, this is a really, you know, you bring up a good question here. So we've got a fence. We take out the cedars. Now we're looking at a blank fence yes. facing east, so morning sun. And it's a view out your window that you see here. And your friend points it out. Yes. The my deck, yes. Yeah, my the deck and the living room window facing that Yeah, way. so the cedars aren't doing you any favors. No, they're, ne at, they're at the top. Yeah, it needs to be cleaned up and changed up and, and given she some said, beauty. Um, and it makes sense that, you know, certainly six in the middle should go. Okay. Well, so you're right. It is considered low-light conditions. There are lovely shrubs that will grow in low-light conditions. Mm -hmm. um, none of them will flower the entire summer. <clears throat> Some, will flower, did you say? None of them will flower. Oh, none of them. <clears throat> Excuse me. But here's a couple of names. Hydrangea. So hydrangea with the white flowers. The traditional one we think of is called Annabelle hydrangea. Lovely flowers. Lovely flowers. Annabelle hydrangea? Yes. Mm -hmm. Lovely flowers through the middle of the summer. Uh, and, um, you know, like very showy and grows yeah, as much as a meter high and wide. Mm -hmm. uh, I plant, I love in low light conditions for early spring blooms are the hardy azaleas. Azalea, uh, but. They're but hardy. They're the, small plants, aren't no, they? No, they'll grow up to, again, about a meter tall. But these, we're talking about the hardy azaleas, not the little florist azaleas that we get for Christmas presents, etc. This is a plant that lives outside year-round, drops its leaves, so it is a deciduous plant. But before the leaves drop, they turn purple. Then they drop off in the fall. In the spring, all the flowers burst forth with beautiful colors. There's yellow, pink, white, all kinds of different colors. <clears throat> Excuse me, and then green leaves grow, and you've got green plants through the entire summer till, of course, then that fall color happens again. So, uh, what, what, uh, what variety of azalea is this? Well, the the ones that I love are the what are called the northern highlights. 
um, is just a whole series of hardy azaleas. So the and, mm-hmm. and and uh, I guess I'd have to go to a garden center, right? They're yeah. not going to be available at my azaleas uh, garden nope. center. No, no. Mm-hmm. So I have to go to a specialty. Don't think place. so. I don't think so. I think you'd be better going to a to a good garden center. And that's actually a good point. Going to a good garden center, even with a photograph of what you're trying <clears throat> trying to work with. Uh, on a date, not in May, like not on a Saturday in May when the staff are just busy, crazy, running around, but going on a weekday if you can, or on a rainy day when the staff are more available, with a photograph of what you're trying to work with, a lot of good recommendations can be made by the staff at that time based on what they have in stock, particularly. Because there's a, there's ever you certainly would want some evergreens in there. You don't want just deciduous shrubs because otherwise it won't look great in the winter. It's just going to be a bunch of bare branches. So things yeah. like euonymus are very good plants. Euonymus. Euonymus. Mm-hmm. Often called anonymous by, <laughs> by non-gardening folk. But euonymus come with green and white leaves or green and yellow yeah, they're leaves. They're lovely plants and they're year-round, look the same, then grow fairly quickly. We'll grow and, and do some coverage on your fence if you like and soften up that, that hard wooden wall that you're currently looking at. What about you? She suggested a yep. you. Yews do very nicely in low light conditions and of course sometimes people use yews to grow a hedge. But since you already have a fence, you don't really need a hedge. But one specimen you, perhaps a pyramidal you or a you that's been grown as a topiary, so it has some interesting form to it, would be a nice plant to incorporate. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there are lots and lots of good choices for that kind of situation. But it is the kind of thing that you really you need somebody like a designer or, like I say, a photograph at the store just to make sure you've got the right number of plants in the right quantity of plants uh, and the spacing, et cetera, will be important when you plant as well. Uh, and what about uh, uh, the soil? The uh, I would have to put some, some yes. good soil, I guess, right? Because uh, Always, w- always. Would it be, would it be acidic from, from the uh, brush falling down? Um, the cedars have certainly contributed to some acidity, but I wouldn't consider it a huge problem. And of course, azaleas and euonymus all do very well in fairly, actually, and hydrangeas. Every plant I just mentioned loves a fairly acidic soil. So there you go. Uh, but the plants we just mentioned, they would all be very happy in that soil. But we always, always, always amend our soil. Never mm-hmm. just work with the same old tired soil. Mm-hmm. Add in I've some fresh. compost and probably mulch will be good. And uh... Compost needs to be mixed in for the organic material. Then the garden is planted. And then we mulch afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and what about watering all that stuff? <laughs> oh yeah, watered in thoroughly when it's planted, and then the first year a lot of TLC to make sure that the plants do mm-hmm. not suffer if we get into long periods of drought. Right. Okay. Thank you very much all for right. the call, Natasha. Thank you so much. Thanks, it was Natasha. Really helpful. Okay. Good stuff. Thank you. Nice Enjoy. meeting you, and thank you for calling in and being part of the show yeah. here at AM seven forty. Now, I think we should take a little bit of a break here uh, and uh, come back and have a a wee chat with uh, Clark calling in from Maple. So hold on, Clark. We're coming at you in moments on the Charlie Dobbin Garden Show. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And it's time to say hi to Clark in Maple, Ontario. Good morning, Clark. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. Just How are you? Great. Oh, not so bad. Um, I'm a new fan of the show. I, I really enjoy it. I'm listening to it loyally now uh, every weekend. That's terrific. like to hear that. 
Um, I don't know if you recall, a couple of years ago, we had a tornado come through Maple. Mm-hmm. I do. And, I live in uh, Richmond Hill. <laughs> it dealt a glancing blow to my property. Mm-hmm. I have five blue spruce, mm-hmm. uh, quite tall, uh, the shortest of which is about 18 feet. Mm-hmm. And um, it, uh, the, the wind caused some damage to the top of probably the weakest tree. Mm-hmm. And it just, it didn't heal and it was kind of turning brown. So this summer I chopped off about the top six feet of it. And I've noticed that there's one branch that has kind of become dominant. Mm -hmm. Um, Should I be doing something with that branch? Should I be um, um, putting some sort of a cable on it to make it stand upright or what? Well, right now, the one you refer to as looking quite dominant, is it not reaching for the sky or starting to reach up? It is, yes. Okay, so that's exactly what will happen now. A couple of things to mention. One is, if the tree was one of the weaker trees and you've had to remove the top because it was starting to look pretty unhealthy at the top, do everything in your power to to look after this tree. Uh, when I'm, t- I'm talking TLC here, we're make sure that it's got good compost placed around the base of it in the spring and or fall. I would consider feeding it some of the whether it's those spikes, those fertilizer spikes, or uh, deep root feeding with a, one of those Ross root feeders where you stick the fertilizer right down under the ground close to the roots. So really, baby this plant. Do everything in your power to help it be healthier and grow out of the the stress it's been under. The the branch that you see that's heading for the sky, they, all all evergreens will do that. They always want a terminal bud, so they want a single stem that will be its pointy top on the... Uh, it, now, this tree will never be a perfect shape. It's not going to be a Christmas card tree because of the fact that it's going to always have that little bit of a wow at the top. Okay. But you should not have to do any kind of stabilization on the, the branch that's attempting to be the terminal bud. It's, it's looking after itself. The thing you may have to do is you may see that there's a couple of branches all striving to be the terminal. So if that's the case, then yes, you need to go up a ladder and you have to remove the smaller of the terminal. Like if there's a big fight and competition for, for who's dominant in this terminal. Pick the strongest one to support. The straightest yeah. and tallest one should be left and the other should be removed nice and clean right against the stem. That's the only thing you can do at this point. You, you shouldn't have I to go up there. I did feed it in the summertime Good. Uh, quite thoroughly. Good. And I make sure it's watered, and I've got lots of uh, mulch around it year-round. Excellent. Um, so that probably is why it, you are seeing that new growth. And, and a, you, because you know, of the TLC. That's right, because yeah. you've been effective at, at really helping and it. Boy, there's not a prettier tree, I think, than a mm. blue spruce. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, lucky you. So, yeah, so that's the, that's the only thing. I wouldn't start worrying about going up there. Sometimes people will say, well, I can help it be straighter. Like, I'll go up there and I'll get a bamboo cane and I'll wire it on there and, and really force that, that terminal branch to take dominance. But it, it will happen naturally anyway. The main thing is to just ensure that there's not a big competition because otherwise the tree will be so funny looking. It'll sort of have that pyramidal and then it'll have a big ball of (laughs) multi-stems coming out of the top. And what you want is that pyramidal and then one single leader from there. Right, right. Okay, so uh, it sounds like I'm on the right track. I think you are. Okay, well, thank you very much. I appreciate your advice. And I appreciate your call. Thanks for joining the show, uh, Clark. Thanks, Clark. 
Uh, we um, have time for more calls. Yes, indeed, we do. Let me see here. I believe it's Stan calling in from Fergus, who is next to chat with you, uh, Charlie. Good morning, Stan. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. <clears throat> yes, I have a question about a house plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's uh, the common name would be peace lily. It has a white flower. Yep, that's, shape. that's yep. it. Yep. Uh, it did well for a year, and then what started to happen was the the margins of the leaves started turning black, mm-hmm. and and gradually moved inward until the leaf was lost. Mm-hmm. And now, when it attempts to flower, uh, the, the black is. Yeah. Oh. Hello. Oh, we lost your hand, but you know what? I know what Stan was saying. Um, I'm just going to go back and uh, answer Stan's question. Peace lilies, where uh, the margins of the leaves and or the flowers blacken, is usually for one of two reasons. Reason number one is that the perhaps he is doing his watering with tap water that is cold. Peace lilies do not like cold water. So make sure that your water has sat out and is at least you know room temperature. So leave your water out for at least 24 hours. The other thing is salts in the water or hard water can cause that uh, margin blackening and burning. Um, so that's the other thing. So... Um, the, uh, the neat thing about peace lilies is that they can grow in just about any conditions, bright light or low light. Um, sometimes we find that some varieties do a little better in brighter spots or, or darker spots. All of them need a little bit of light to flower. So it sounds like Stan's probably got it in some kind of a bright spot because if he is getting flowers, that's good. But I, I go to the water on this, that it's probably the water's too cold or too hard, and that's causing the, the, the issue. So try, try the... Uh, um, and you can certainly fertilize peace lilies once a month through the entire year because they will just keep flowering all the time if they're in the right place in your house and they're given enough water and there's sufficient fertilizer. They're pretty tough plants. But um, when the leaves look a little crummy like that, just get out your scissors and take the leaf off. Do a little surgery. All, all right, right. There you go. Thanks, Dan. Daphne in Richmond Hill. Hi there. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Morning. I have a quick question. We bought a, a Japanese maple, Queen Crimson, mm-hmm. at the end of the season, and it's still in the pot. Mm-hmm. At the moment, we've got it in the garage, and we're wondering if it would be safe there. No. I didn't want to plant it in the soil. That's fine. That happens sometimes. We get good deals in the fall, yes. and we pick up a wonderful plant that we've had on our wish list for years and years, and now it's not the right time to be renovating the garden. Right. But don't keep it in the garage. Bad spot. Okay. Is there any place... You know, um, on your property at all, where there's an open bit of garden where you could dig a hole, take that plant in its pot, and just bury it, pot and all, underground. Okay, I'll find somewhere. Yeah. Do okay. that for the winter. Of course, water it before you do any of this burying. Okay. Bury it in underground, uh, you know, pot underground. Leave it alone for the winter. Come spring, hopefully we have snow, etc. when that's all thawed right. and the ground is thawed. Pop that plant up out of the ground, wash the pot off, mm-hmm. and now stand back and decide where is it going to go Wait. and do your renovations then. Okay. Does it have to be a protected area? Well, a Crimson Queen uh, Japanese maple is a weeping variety yes, with a very mm-hmm. filigreed, fine filigreed leaf. Mm-hmm. They do not want to be in a hot, hot sun. Okay. If they are, you'll find that the leaves are going to get quite crispy in July and drop off, and you're going to be frustrated. Okay. Where the best spot to put that plant is um, preferably the north side of the house works, the okay. northeast side works. Okay. Keep it out of the hot sun, so avoid right. south and avoid west. Okay. Um, also realize that they get wide. 
make sure that it's you're giving enough space it can get as much as four feet wide okay. in the next 10 years right. and it might only get three or four feet tall so okay. so just make sure it's not really crowded wherever you put it and of course have it so it's in a good spot if you can where you can okay. see it whether okay. it's out the dining room window or kitchen window because they are beautiful year-round right it is less pretty so yeah they okay. are. well thanks for taking my call our Enjoy pleasure your thanks okay. for your thanks, call Daphne. Nice to talk to you and welcome you to The Garden Show, which is here every Saturday morning, 9 through 10. Of course, coming up uh, next, of course, Dave's Corner Garage mm. with the boys, mm -hmm. Dave and, and mm -hmm. Alan Gelman. And uh, then uh, they have the health show from uh, 11 through 12 noon, which is just jam-packed with all sorts of interesting things about really? health? Health, uh, health issues of any sort. Mm. And you're going to hear about it from 11 through. But, and then after that, mm -hmm. it's you. Hey, yeah, I'm back. The diner's on the air. Where, you know, you call in, request your song. I try and play them. There you go. Yeah, I can't guarantee it, You're but I like do my best. the DJ. I, I am Spinning the, the DJ. <laughs> the stacks of wax and tower power. Yes, sir, Bob. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> All right, we have... I see this last call. It's going to be a quick one. So let's just go to Judy. Okay. And, uh, and then I think we're probably going to run out of time. Judy Richmond Hill, you're on. Hi, how are you? Good morning, how are you? Good. Thanks for taking my call. I just um, caught the tail end of the uh, interview with... I think his name was Dan, the author. That's right, but Dan I, Cooper. I didn't catch the name of the book. Could you tell me the name of the book? The book is called Gardening from a Hammock. Oh, okay. And if you're interested in purchasing it or learning more about it, go to www.gardeningfromahammock.com. Okay, great. Thank and, you very much. Uh, there's good previews, good photos, and, yeah, uh, super and book. you can purchase it over the, over the Internet, and it looks like a, it's a great book. Highly okay. recommended. Great. Thanks for your Thank call, you so Judy. Okay, so I'm glad we were able to squeeze that last call in. No, God, we're good. Oh, I tell you. Yeah, Listen, tell you. Uh, you're, you've got a busy day ahead of you. No, I'm, I, well, oh, other than, you know, I'm going to decorate a Christmas tree, yeah, but yeah. I'm just going to lay back while my daughter is going to be, you know, making her latkes, and they are not easy to make. There's a lot of grating of potatoes and yeah, yeah. chopping of onions, and of course there's the luxury The chicken kiggle. soup you'll enjoy that she made off online making. Absolutely. Yeah. The chicken soup will come out, and that'll get all <laughs> go, get that going. No, she makes really good soup, and uh, yeah, she was up, like I say, half the night doing all that. So, well, yeah. to all our, our friends, uh, our Jewish friends, uh, a happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Now, did I do that right? Not really. It's Oh, Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Hanukkah, if you do it right. But anyway, Hanukkah. it's tonight. First night yeah, of Hanukkah. Okay. So, yeah, happy Hanukkah ah, to everybody. My, my lessons continue. That's right. And, you know, it's going to be messy driving today. So yeah. if you're out driving about, uh, go slowly, go carefully. It's uh, wet and it's foggy and it's all kinds of and crummy we conditions. we back here next week. That's right. So thanks for everybody. Thanks for all your great calls. Thank, Thank you, you, Frank. You're the best. Thanks, Christina. And I will see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So... Can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the air.
and The Garden Show.